Hey guys, just a quick little note here. Um, something happened with my audio on this track during this interview, and we are fairly certain we figured out what the issue was, but unfortunately for this episode and the next episode, my audio is going to sound like I'm going in and out of a tunnel. I apologize now, but it will absolutely be fixed moving forward. Anyway, enjoy the episode and my conversation with Jake about the Free Britney movement. Hi, welcome back to Swell Shenanigans. I'm your host, Amanda, but you can call me Swell. And once again, a quick reminder that we are still figuring out what the heck this podcast is going to be. But I do know that I am here to cover all things social media, pop culture, and shenanigans. And today I have the wonderful Jake from Jake on Say TV. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Coming here to talk about the free Britney movement and the unlawful conservatorship that Britney Spears is currently forced in, I don't even want to say involved with because that makes it sound like she has a choice in it like yeah it's it's horrible it's horrible yeah so I brought Jake on because one I have just I, I don't want to say I've been like I'm not definitely not involved in the free Britney movement but I've been following it and I like so many other people heard the heartbreaking testimony that she gave at her hearing the not like it's probably like a couple weeks ago now that I'm thinking about it but like it's just like it made my skin crawl and it's infuriating because the way she's speaking in that testimony is so drastically different than all of the content that has been like curated of her for like the last like couple of weeks yeah. couple of years like all yeah, of it it is very shocking to hear i mean i broke down in tears in front of the courthouse oh my god maybe that's my shenanigans that i want to share it so oh my god that's so embarrassing i'll choose a better <laughs> one um but i broke down in tears in front of the courthouse um whenever because i was like marching around whenever she was talking and they hadn't hooked it up to the loudspeaker so i had no idea that she was speaking. So I was just nonchalantly, I actually met Glozell Green. She's the reason I started YouTube. And I was like, uh-huh. like she, her and uh, Miranda Sings were like the reason I started YouTube when I was 13 years old. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I met her, I was like, what's your, I was like, my name's Jake, what's your name? Like I did it like that. And she was like, I'm Glozell. <laughs> and I was like, you're Glozell. I started, like I literally started crying. It was so embarrassing, but like she is my favorite like I love her so much sometimes that just happens you really never know what's gonna happen when you meet yes. one of your idols I guess she you was say. one of those people but as information was flowing out from the call because originally we weren't blasting it one because it was right outside the courthouse but two because it was so like close in proximity they had a lot of police there and like it was a little bit like we were all they cut the feeds <gasps> yes. in, oh right God, there were they were like a live stream yeah about? I thought I think someone no you I thought Wait, I didn't hear no, that. No, I thought that. you said someone got tased. Oh, got tased. I was like, but literally, no, literally, yeah. So they cut the feeds, and no one knew what was going on. So we were all getting our information relayed, like in telephone, to the back. And I just remember Glozell turning to that is the weirdest fever dream. But I remember Glozell turning to me saying, "She said she screamed. She's like, she just said she's not their slave." And then I screamed it louder because I think I had a megaphone in proximity and I just grabbed it and like screamed it. And then it started trickling and everyone started okay. running towards the courthouse, which was terrifying. Oh my and it was God. uphill. So I was already like, oh, um, but <laughs> we get there and like everyone's listening to it. It was very emotional to be there. Honestly, I cannot like there was so much happening. It was incredible. It was incredible. It must be, I guess, I don't want to say, like you said, fever dream. I can't think of another better, different word for that even just to see, because so much of the Free Britney movement has been 
I guess online and to see it really culminate in person like that must have been really incredible to see just how much support was there it for was Brittany. really incredible and I feel like um you know just for some background this has been going on like the movement I only joined in November because I'm a, I was a YouTuber and I always, I, I am a YouTuber, but I always like wanted <laughs> to do a Britney Spears documentary. Like from the age of 14, 15 years old, I really loved Britney Spears. And I didn't really know how I wanted to present that, but like I was watching all the conspiracy videos. I made one about Maya Marie singing for her. Like I was obsessed with everything Britney, Britney mm-hmm. related. So in 2019, when I heard the voicemail, I immediately, like you said, like even with this podcast, like you want to like start yeah. like branching into that. I was feeling that really strong because I was like a drama channel. So like, I felt like my work was just so like, oh my God, like this is doing nothing in the world. Like it's making people have escapism and I've always loved entertaining people, but like, it was like this means, you know what I mean? Like this doesn't mean anything. And so it was really cool to... You wanted something yes. deeper for yourself to be yes. doing. And as yeah. soon as I heard Britney's story, I was like, this strikes me in a way that I know I would com- like approach it such so differently. Cause I'm like a cheesy YouTuber on my main channel. Like I'm like, hello everyone. Like here's my crazy glasses. Like, you know, like that is kind of how I am in real life. Too. The glasses are always like, iconic, yeah. by the way. The glasses are always like I, I feel like I am that way in real life. And people always ask like, oh my God, do you always have energy? And I'm like, I've not like caught the end of it yet. So I guess so. Um, but like whenever we started, I started to, uh, to work on one and I was like, this doesn't feel right. And we put it off. Like it was whatever. But then... Uh, I met Shelby from uh, NADC Productions on another drama channel. And we were talking and I was like, I want to do like a, a, like a channel. I want to do a channel doing monthly videos, like the dive into Britney Spears's story and dive into everything, you know, like deep dive. That's the channel name. And we said mm-hmm. we wanted to do a video on the first of every month, one video a month did not end up happening. We had to like work so hard on each video and um, you know, I think that's how you know, though, that like you really do believe in this because like you were you kind of were like, no, you know what? The the quantity is yeah. not Trump quality. We want to make sure we are getting the facts. We are getting the information yes. and just making the best content. And also just because like this is a very serious story, like and it's something that I think has just I don't even want to say it's been pushed under the yeah. rug because it's kind of just been on the periphery of everything and no one's dug yeah. deeper until and recently. So like, and um, you know, we started working on it. We started working on the channel in August, but when we really started to look into the conservatorship documents and, you know, like right now I'm filming a documentary with my, um, like one of my best friends, BJ, she's so amazing. And um, I met her through the movement, but she's a lawyer who looks through all this stuff. And um, she's the one who really opened. Oh, like through the court documents and everything yes, and all of that. Like she... Cause all of it is public record, right? Since it is a conservatorship or is it not all so public? That's record? the problem that I realized. And that's what made me go to my first rally in November was that I was like, this should all be a matter of public record, but one, no one really knows how to look through court documents. They make legalese confusing on purpose. So here this, you know, new lawyer too. BJ is a brand new lawyer. Um, someone who is just out of law school, you know, who passed their bar can look through this and really understand like, Hey, this isn't someone who's been hardened over the course of 30 years. This is someone who's like fresh out of law school who can look at this stuff. And she started introducing, you know, the fact that one, a lot of these documents are sealed for medical information. Britney Spears gave the testimony she gave in June in 2019 and no one did anything. It was sealed. 
So this has happened before. Yeah. This is just the first time we've heard it. That's why she said in For the Record and in 2019, I feel like they're not listening to me. They hear me, but they're not listening to me because nothing ever changes and it just keeps getting pushed back and sealed. And so a lot of their deep business dealings, God, this is where we get to interesting territory. So I will choose my words wisely. Um, but well, here, really quick, just so, just in case, because um, I just want to make sure that everyone understands, like, what a yes, conservatorship yeah, yeah, is. Totally, so, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. So, essentially, uh, it was brought to court that, uh, I'm going to say her father. Her father was one of the people involved in the whole forcing of the conservatorship. But it was basically claimed that Brittany was not in the right state of mind or health to take care of her finances, herself, anything, really. And so it didn't just give power of attorney to this group and that's running the conservatorship. It really gave them full yeah. control of her life and Brittany. Yeah. And she's been in this for God, what is it? Over 10 years uh, now? 13? 13 what is years that? coming up on 14. Oh God. It, it, it makes my skin crawl. Like just, just, Oh God. It's just so frustrating. Like you said, like the fact that they took away all her rights, like, so that's kind of like the tea. So basically um, the tea, Oh my God, ew, this is not tea or drama. This is like a serious situation. But what happened was 2007, right? Britney Spears. I'll give a rundown, a quick little summary for everyone who's listening. Yeah, was, no, absolutely. Take your time. It does okay, not good. Okay, then I will give you a little story. Honestly, this, there's no time limit. Okay, come through. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so um, I'll start in 2004 then. Uh, Britney Spears was getting super popular. You know, she had already been, her parents were, uh, she grew up in an abusive household. Her mom took her out of that household to put her through dance lessons to get her away from her father. And she made on Star Search, saw moderate success with the Mickey Mouse Club. Her family was living off of her, had to move back to Louisiana after the show ended. And for those two years, they waited two years, so they at least gave her that much time to search for a new outlet to make money off of her. Um, she got to experience normal life. She went to prom. She kind of lived her normal life. Um, then she started touring with the Backstreet Boys and recording her record with Max Martin, who gives me kind of the heebie-jeebies, even though I know a lot of people like him. But he gives me the heebie-jeebies. That's a lot of people <laughs> in the conservatorship. I'm like, if you're Brittany adjacent, like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Um, you let this go on. You're like, I don't know. Especially if you've been, like, quiet, I think. It's where I'm like, what Yes, <laughs> very much that. So she, like, went over, recorded her album, and started getting huge. And... Um, you know, after that, she started feeling concerned. During 2004, she started rebelling a little bit. So, like, she went and got... Actually, it was 2005 that she got married for 55 hours. But, like, for instance, she tried to re release her album, Original Doll, then. Um, have you heard that album? I don't think... Off the top, I want to say yes. So but it's, like, like really rare. Okay. I want to... No, I've definitely heard of the story of, like, her trying yeah. to do it. But, yeah, no, I have. I don't think I've actually heard the full... Or heard most her of the tracks. rock serve. It's, like, her, like... It's, like... Oh, that's right. Like serve. Like, it is a serve. And so she comes out here, does that, leaks it to a radio station. Her team gets upset, denies that it ever happened. That's the first... Like, we saw signs of control in her being pushed into things she didn't want to do at a young age. But... Like, that's where we see the modern day. So she was uh, over 18 at this point, correct? She was so for part of it, her... 17 years old is when she debuted on Baby One More Time and did that Rolling Stone shoot with you, oh David God, yeah. no, I, I know that part. I'm just thinking of... <laughs> oh Alone God. in the studio with Max Martin in 98. I don't... 
I'm not saying anything happened, oh, but God. it's just like she was around a lot of scary music mm-hmm. industry executives that had never seen a teen girl alone. They'd always done girl groups. She was a prototype. They got her alone. She did what they wanted to do without group mm-hmm. like compulsion. It wasn't peer pressure for her. She was the only one because she wanted she wanted her dream and they were looming that over her head. So yeah. she never really had control. But then in 2004, she broke up. Well, whenever she broke up with Justin Timberlake, I actually, oh my God, so insignificant yeah. to me. I don't even like remember the year that they broke up, but, um, I know, and, but I, I just, how, oh God, his ever since the, uh, some of the clips ooh. have been compiled since all of it. Oh God. And then what he did to Janet Jackson. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> oh my God. He is a creepo okay, creepo. Yeah. And there's a reason why the industry loves him, I think. But, oh wait, can I say he's a creepo creepo as a fact? I don't want to say that as a fact, but like. Okay, here, let, let's do this really yeah. quick. I did this last episode too. Hi, this is a podcast put on by a YouTuber. <laughs> And my guest today is a YouTuber and a web sleuth involved in the Free Britney movement. Everything we are talking about is yes. alleged. Unless we reference specific court documents, then we are, it's technically hearsay. It's not actual yes. fact. Therefore, you cannot sue us. Although, if you want to send me a cease and desist, I would love to frame it and put it on my wall. Thank you. Okay. Oh my God, I love that. Oh my God, literally. Okay, so that is the tea with the Free Britney movement. We're all spooked. They've done that on purpose too, obviously. But um, that's the tea. So they started taking control over her life, more her career, 2004, 2005. And that was something big because that's her dream. Like that is her artistic vision. Like I feel like there's a reason they listened to her all these years because like a lot of people, they just push through the ringer and slap Britney's like aesthetic onto them at that time. Yeah, she really is like, the blueprint for a lot of uh the 2000s 2010s girlies some of the i would say that even some of like the newer girl groups that we're seeing kind of like yeah. come out on tiktok and stuff they're trying to like emulate what britney had and it's like <laughs> just don't try that like it'll do so much better if you just try and sort this out yourself <laughs> i love that they i feel like they will never get that initial <laughs> shock of britney again just because she was the first one and that's why mm-hmm. gaga succeeded as well because she was like new font britney spears mm-hmm. but also brought one a level of skill to a level of high fashion couture and three something new and absolutely else yeah she wasn't afraid to kind of go outside yeah. of the box versus the I don't want to say cookie cutter because that implies that uh, Brittany was like cookie cutter and she just yeah. wasn't, but they kind of turned her mold into a cookie cutter. Yeah. And I would say that Lady Gaga was really like, just kind of, I don't want to say balls to the wall, but like she was just doing wild <laughs> there, there were those rumors too. I'm kidding. No, that was horrible. <laughs> they tried to make that up about her. Oh my God. Oh, but yeah, God. no, that's what's interesting too. Uh, and oh my God, video idea for you. Cause I know you like ranking and tearing things and like doing that kind of tea please this video would be so iconic please rank all the britney like people that like didn't succeed like the ashley tisdale like love ashley but like the music careers they tried to model after britney blackout yeah 100 oh my god (laughs) there are so many weird like ones like it's very that level of like oh yeah no there definitely was um i think one of the greatest gifts for the last the to come out of the free britney movement was talking about was ranking all of the pop single female artists and like all of their album sales and it's like britney just stayed at the top she just continuously overtook everyone it's like which also makes me suspicious whenever i hear i believe it was jamie uh her father said um he, he mentioned the net worth for Britney yeah. and like what he was in charge of. And it was only like, it was like, he, I think he said million. 20 million or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, that is too low. <sighs> 
for the type of star that she uh-huh. was and music royalties. Like you're doing a horrible job if that's how much is Not left. just that. What concerns me is we learned from Paris Hilton's documentary because we've done a deep dive on Paris and Nicole too. Oh my God, not me plugging everything. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll be linking all <laughs> They're of They're actually, so okay, <laughs> I will say this. I don't feel like shameful when I promote them because whenever people clip on, click on them, like they're like, like I, I spend two months editing these videos. Like they are like the highest form. Best. Yeah, you're proud of them. You have every right to be proud and proud Thank of them. Um, this whole listen, we are in the creator Every we have to promote ourselves because everyone's ripping off the work T. anyway. So we got to promote. So ourselves. I will promote Paris and Nicole, but that that video, oh my god! Whenever we mm-hmm. researched Paris Hilton's pure female empire is worth billions. It's not valued at millions. It's valued at billions. Britney Spears is Elizabeth Arden deal. We saw a peek into that. I mean, we know it's at least, at least a hundred million in that contract. So like, Oh God. Yeah. Like some of these deals are worth so yeah. much. And I think that as I'm like working my way into like, just trying to understand, like even just the creator industry, like how much money some of these influencers are making and stuff. And it's like these pop stars, these actors doing these endorsement deals are making that times like 30. Yeah. So the fact that it's 59 million or whatever the heck yeah. the number is that Jamie is saying the net worth is, that is too and low. That's the other thing with that is like, uh, this isn't going on YouTube, is it? Is this going on YouTube? So this is podcast and then there is a podcast channel, but it's not sponsored or anything like that. Or sorry, not sponsored. Um, oh monetized on the YouTube channel. Cool, cool, cool. I was going to yeah. say. Separate channel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, MCNs do the same stuff and YouTube takes 60%. So. Oh, we can rip into MCNs 100%. Oh, I've definitely ripped into MCNs. We can multi-channel networks for everyone not in the know. Basically, they promise everyone, uh, every content creator, a yeah. bunch of stuff. And then all they do is take 20% of your earnings from Google AdSense and pay you nothing and then lock you into recurring contracts. Yes, I've oh, talked about God. MCNs a lot. You're good. They try, you know, some of those, like some people I've talked to, they've tried to get them on a 40, 60 deal like 40 for they take 40 percent. some of them try taking 60 percent, and it's the ones like you know what i like the ones yeah. and i'm like yeah these people yeah. haven't seen their own creator dashboard in so long because they see it exactly <gasps> exactly and like even even if you can get access like you're you it's like so delayed and all of that but like one one person because i okay little <laughs> sidebar I, when I, my channel first took off last year and like blew up, I had all of these managers and stuff like reaching out to me, trying to get me to sign like immediately because they were like, oh, she's growing. Uh She's talking about creators, like boom. And so I took all these phone calls because I was one, nosy, two, wanted to know what they thought I had because I'm like, that would be useful if they tell me what they want. So I took all these phone calls and this one MCN was like going heavy. And I knew I wasn't going to sign with any of these people, but she sent me like, Okay, so I'll see what I can do. I think I can get you a signing bonus. Came back and she was like, Great, I, I secured you a seven grand signing bonus. And at the time, I was not making yeah, a ton insane. of money from YouTube, that's but I was making more money than I was making at my coffee yeah. shop job. And so I was like, Oh, seven grand at the start of a pandemic, that could be good. And then I read through the contract more and they wanted 40% for me to get that uh, seven grand. And if I was like, oh, Okay, no, I don't want 40, then it would go to 20. And then I think, no, 30, then 20. 20 being the minimum and the number would just decrease and i'm like no that's not worth it because Literally. if i signed it one the seven grand would be nothing compared to what they would take from me it just would be non-existent so yeah mcn's i disrespectfully mcn's high. Literally, and i feel like it's very that like you know i feel like they everyone gets a percentage off britney so it's like it was always just it's very the, the mcn is modeled off a very 
a formula. And so like, I feel like all those people yeah. who came out around Britney's time, it was like, oh, wait, when is this? When, when is this coming out? Wait, what date? Uh, it's going to be next Wednesday. So the episode two came out today. Episode three oh came out Wednesday. So it's going to be Wednesday. Perfect. In two days, I have a um, deep dive coming out, not about Britney Spears, oh, perfect. but about Rebecca Black. Okay. And so you're the first person who oh knows. Oh my gosh. Okay. I am obsessed with that saga because I, the, when I was in middle school when that first came out, when Friday came out. And the one, incredible, but also like that whole saga of like just seeing it unfold and then the stories, because like it was like a cultural moment at the time. And then, yes, oh my God. And then it was like trying to, I I totally was, there was a point in my time where I was like, I'm going to be the next Rebecca Black. Because you got it right. That's what I'm saying. I feel like Arc Music Factory really took that, like they took their Rebecca Black mold and tried to make their Allison Gold or whatever and like everyone else and literally the most, oh girl, this deep dive goes deep too. It's going to be really good. But Okay, I'm so excited. Yay. I feel like they took that and tried to make a carbon copy. And so in 2007, we will actually in 2006, her kids were being threatened to be taken away from her. Because she got in another car accident, um, or no, that was 2007. In 2006, her kids did, she did lose some custody because she divorced with Kevin and they were going through a very, the media completely turned on her. That's where we get the Matt Lauer interview where she's saying like, she just wants the paparazzi to leave her alone. But 2007 is when like, there were no checks and balances for the paparazzi. So like, they could do whatever they wanted. They just wanted to film that baby. They wanted to film, or actually it was 2008, but like, they wanted to film pregnant Britney Spears, Wait, that was 2006. Oh my God, I'm getting my years mixed up. But um, honestly, time, it doesn't matter how long ago okay, it was. Yeah. Time from COVID is like Literally, totally for me. Yeah. So again, I'll be linking your episodes <laughs> in your series for deep dive and all of that. So if you want like a more researched, we're, we're really just like shooting the shit about how horrible the conservatorship around Britney is. If you want factual links, uh, videos will be done. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, no, 2007, she started, the paparazzi really started mobbing her. Like they had never done before. And um, towards the beginning of 2007, she had had enough of her family trying to control her as well. They tried, they were the people who annulled the marriage. They were the people who were trying to meddle in her business affairs. And she fired her manager, Larry Rudolph, and um, that was the only year he wasn't her manager was that year. He was her manager before then and up until very recently. So 2007, she took control. She took the reins. And like, that's the only album she's self-executively produced. Blackout is executively pl- produced by Britney Spears. Her most critically acclaimed work is the one that she chose. And like that entire era of 2007, she, oh my God, this is the most bone chilling thing. Okay. Oh God. We're about to say the L word. Do you know who Lou Taylor is? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So mostly, okay. So I would say that more recently, my deeper understanding of the free Britney movement is kind of like touch and go yeah. mainly because I uh, listened to the podcast, uh, Celebrity Memoir Book, oh. which if you want to hear about celebrity memoirs, but you don't want to read them, they oh, are too cool. funny ladies to break it down and they- criticize them but make fun of them as well but they reviewed britney spears's mom's lynn spears's uh memoir and she goes into yeah i'm serious you gotta listen to it they they go into it okay like that they talk i was just about to be like i'm reading the lynn spears's book um (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) because that saves us from everything that's the source lynn spears is she said it go take it up with her um 
which apparently, I wonder who owns that publishing company. Anyway, I wonder who was the business manager on the account. That's a good question too. Who who managed that account? Hmm. Everyone should go look on the public record in the business bureau. Um, but uh, Lou Taylor uh, basically, quite literally, according to Lynn Spears' book, yeah. That is like the catchphrase yes. on Deep Dive. According to Lynn Spears' book, that's how we talk in them. According to Lynn Spears' book, basically Lou Taylor, plans were underway with Jamie and Lou to put Britney Spears under this conservatorship. And this is what uh, Lynn is saying was happening. And Lou Taylor is someone who has a um, financial background, a background in finances. Like that's where she worked. Basically mm-hmm. this entire year of 2007, right? She is Britney Spears, an alleged email from Britney Spears to her lawyer, Gary Stifelman at the time. She's saying that she's scared of this woman named Lou Taylor, who sent her a pink hat and is trying to basically, um, allegedly, the email says that she is trying to exercise demons out of her. That's Britney's words. And that she doesn't think that this lawyer cares, but she says, she signs it saying, I don't know if you care if I'm dead, but I can't sign your checks if I am. Britney Spears. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I just got the deepest pit in my stomach. Oh, yeah, God. scary as hell. So, hold on. Something's printing. I don't know what's printing. Sorry. Is it a secret message from the future? Are you supposed to go on a side quest? Okay, I feel what's like happening? Taylor's listening to us right now, and she's, like, sending me messages to the printer. It's like, here's your cease and desist direct. They're like, this direct enough for you? You can't serve me. They just start printing stuff off our printer. That'd be t- They would do that. They're terrifying. Um, But, basically, quiet plans were underway. So, 2007, like she said... Britney was scared of this woman. Random woman, by the way. Not a businessman. Like, random woman just emailing Britney Spears. Britney alleges in this email that she is scared this woman is going to go down to Louisiana and convince her father to talk to her father. She doesn't say why. But she goes down to the Louisiana... Well, we don't know if she went down to Louisiana. But what we do know is by the end of 2007, mm-hmm. or by 2008, she was representing Britney Spears as her spokesperson, the Spears family spokesperson. So she weaseled her way onto television mm-hmm. talking about Dr. Phil, your queen, um, literally because oh my she was gosh. invited to the hospital. Dr. Phil was by, allegedly, yeah. by Lou Taylor. And he was going to talk to Britney. And basically, he did. And went, like do an intervention, essentially? Yes, and he left and told the media that she was going to come on his show and like mm-hmm. leaked all this information that the Spears family did not want out. Listen here, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know why he's called Dr. Phil? Because he doesn't have a license to practice medicine, and therefore he can't call himself Dr. McGraw. There, there we go. Oh, that, really? You know what? Send me. I would love. I would love for Doctor Phil to send me a cease and desist. <laughs> like I would love it. How I didn't get one after I made the video about my episode on there. I'll never know because because one of the producers has my phone number. She can there you go. Drill into me all she wants. Prince them but like, printer, there you oh, go. God, <laughs> exactly. But no, it's just like I don't know. I I already have issues about like um. Uh, not attorney client privileges, but like doctor patient privilege and confidence and all of that. And it's like, there's someone in the hospital and your first thought is, let me go leak it to the media. Like what the hell is, I'm sorry. She's okay. Her heart out to this Southern doctor who she trusts yeah. and he goes and tells the media. And then she basically, um, okay. So then Lou Taylor goes to the media, right? The Spears family spokesperson mm-hmm. at this point. 
and tells them, Dr. Phil should have never said those things. If you believe in God, you'll be proceeding on behalf of Jamie Spears, Brian Spears, Jamie Lynn Spears, and Brian Spears. Or in Jamie Spears. So she named everyone in the family. I I hate, I hate, I just, I, I hate, I, the more I hear about it, the more it's like, did anyone in this family look at Brittany as something other than a paycheck or not even a paycheck? Cause they're not doing anything to earn this money. So it's like, just like a a bank account. Like that's it. Cause like, if you look at Jamie Lynn Spears, like the more that we've seen come out about her, like she hasn't worked in like (sighs) 15 years, but she's like, Living, I'm a just oh god. So yeah, <laughs> it's the Britney economy, Britney, economy me. Britney, literally, she is their economy, and so it, it, unfortunately, it boils down to this SJB trust, right from 2004. Like we said at the beginning, that was where Britney put her money because she already felt people trying to take control of her life. She tried to put it in a trust. That's why a lot of times in the press releases, and this is how you can tell where information comes from and which side the source lands on, because they love to say Jamie Spears took Britney Spears' money through this conservatorship from a low number like two to three million in 2007 to $59 million because they never talk about the trust. So they eliminate 30, 30 something million dollars when you don't talk about the trust. No one talks about the trust in the media. So it's like, if you hear that narrative, like, and is that a number that we know? Is that like thirty million? Do we know? Do we actually know what's in the trust? I should say, or is the trust like, is that an unknown number? And that's the so estimate? we definitely know there is a known number. I can't remember it right now, but there is one. Okay, and it's around okay. there, so it is okay. public. It's public that this SJB trust has this much money in it. Okay. And then on top of that, there's a bunch of random transactions from different accounts of mm. hundreds of millions of dollars. Whether they're related to Britney or not, there's a lot of money disappearing and moving around. And it's like, either way, something is happening with someone. And so that's where then after... And also for those those who aren't aware, uh, $10,000 is flagged by the IRS. Oh, really? So like, yeah, any any movement of like $10,000, like even if it's like multiple transactions of like 999, whatever, it's flagged by the IRS in the U.S. So there's some type of shady shenanigans going on with just even with even just the yeah. money moving. The fact that that's not raising red flags is. And the way that the money moves out of this conservatorship, it's because they know that they know that those courts are bad. So they go through the probate court because they know there's no checks and balances. So they wire it through the California court. That way they already there's a whole mm-hmm. infrastructure in place in California to 5150 someone work yeah. with a judge and a doctor and a lawyer to take all their money away. And it's honestly and I hate whenever people ask, like, what if she needs it right because that's what everyone always asks like what if she's mentally whatever it's like yeah i believe that is asked from a genuine then why is she working it's not even just that it's also like is she i feel like that's ableist because i definitely have some cognitive disabilities yeah. i don't know about everyone else but like i for yeah. sure do for certain does that mean i shouldn't be able to control my own money like does do i not deserve my constitutional rights suddenly because i'm not like you like that's what i would ask people because i feel like a lot of times people zero in on that and so 2007, right? She's writing these emails and she gets, basically, she rebels against 
her conservatorship. They're trying to take control of her. This woman, Lou Taylor, a lot's going on in her life, right? VMAs, everything in 2007. Mm -hmm. Blackout, she's working on an album and the paparazzi are following her everywhere she goes and she has two kids. So she is absolutely going through a divorce. So it is a rough time. And on top of that, she's not abusing drugs because there's never been a positive drug test back. So we know she's not abusing drugs. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's never been one? Never. They've only found Adderall, which is what she's prescribed, allegedly, that they've found. Yeah. Never been one. They've never found drugs in her system. And she's never even gotten a capacity declaration. So they've never even evaluated her capacity before. So what they did, this is what happened in 2008. How? Here, I'll give I'll give you the this okay. is how you ready? No, no, no. I'm just like I like the more I hear, the more infuriated I get. Like I'm gonna go bang on a door or something. Oh my god, it is okay, horrible. Go. So 2008, Britney Spears mm-hmm. is. Um, first of all, they're they're planning this as early as January 22nd, according to Lynn Spears's book. They are planning this conservatorship, right? Whoever they is, infer, but they are planning mm-hmm. this conservatorship and. They are planning to execute a 5150 hold. Now, a 5150 hold, for those of you who don't know, um, is something that's primarily, it is not the same in every state, but Los Angeles has the loosest rules around it. Oh, okay. so, oh wait till you hear this. You're, oh, you're going to gag. Oh my God. Okay. No, because I, I definitely, I've never been, I've never had to, I, I've been adjacent to people who yeah. have been 5150. So I, I definitely know. It's essentially a 72-hour hold for evaluation. And it's usually when someone is a danger to themselves or yes. others. And it's just like, like it's usually like, okay, we have no other options in this moment. We need to protect themselves and others, essentially. Yes, and they are given an ultimatum of you either go to jail or you get evaluated. Those are the two options. And so Britney Spears, it was time for, um, basically, someone was there to pick up uh, Jaden and Preston for Kevin. According to a letter that Andrew Gallery alleges, who uh, shot for the record, who alleges Brittany gave to him, written in the third person back in 2008, I believe it was Andrew Gallery. It was one of the Andrews who f- photographed her okay. for sure. Um, and so his. Andrew's a very common California yes, name. Photographer so Andrew <laughs> gave her, uh, alleges that basically Brittany gave this letter to him and um, said that. Uh, she didn't basically the narrative was that she locked her kids in her house would not give them up and that um she had to be taken from her house on a 72 hour hold because of that she wouldn't leave the house and they had to get an order and all this stuff but britney allegedly alleges that whoa here we go uh britney allegedly alleges that they told her to stay in the bathroom her friends told her so she was she alleges that she was set up. I personally think it was a misunderstanding. I don't know why she'd sit in the bathroom. She She's not, why would she do that? She wouldn't do that. Um, but either way, she got 5150'd. And basically in the state of California, if you get 5150'd and you're evaluated, if they want to put you under conservatorship, they you are required to get a five-day notice. The judge ruled that Britney Spears, could it could cause irreparable harm and danger. That's what they always say. The judge ruled they waived that right to notification. So while Brittany was this, I don't know if this was the first psychiatric hold. There were two, but the the second hold that they executed on her because that was not the um the kid one. The one that was underway was later on. Um, the hold that they executed on her, the second one, while she was in the hospital, they put her under conservatorship. They marked that she had dementia, so she couldn't do anything to fight it because she was on the hold. Then she leaves, tries to hire her own attorney, and 
three days prior, someone's already saying she can't hire her own attorney to deny someone, one of the legal people, one of the lawyers. And she's denied her own attorney because they, Sam Ingham speaks to her in an office for 15 minutes and decided that she was not capable of hiring her own attorney. That is what this has all been based on. She has been denied the right to hire her own attorney, denied the right to due process. So she's already had two constitutional yeah. rights violated. Two, obviously, this isn't happening to regular people. This is not happening to people who are not... Like, this is happening to regular people, but it's regular people with money or the possibility to earn money, or sometimes they'll even do it for Medicaid to just suck up a bunch of older people's money. Like, there are different schemes, but... This in particular, they marked that she had dementia at 26 years old. So she's under this conservatorship mm-hmm. now, right? Or just really quick, just for some context for, um, you said five day warning that there's a potential for a conservatorship was the timeline for, uh, just for context. I once tried to get a restraining order against someone who had physically oh attacked God. me and I had to call them before I even could put forth the paperwork in the state of California to try and get the wow. restraining order. So not only was this per not only was I physically in danger, but I had to be like, hey, I'm at this courthouse. I am trying to get a restraining order against you. Here's all this information. You have X amount of time, whatever. I had to do that. But this woman, Brittany, can't have noticed that all of her rights and all of her control of her own life is gonna be in the hands of someone else. Like that's insane. And if this, if this, it doesn't even like you mentioned like, oh, sure, this is happening to other people or whatever. But like, if this happened to someone who like anyone, whether it's Britney Spears or not, like if this just happened to someone walking down the street, this is not okay for that, for one judge to just decide, oh, we're just going to waive that. Like, oh, she's in a hold. She can't even have access to her phone. She can't have access to any other contact from the outside world. But oh. Congrats, you're out, you're in a conservatorship. No, you can't hire your own lawyer. It doesn't matter that you're Britney Spears. Literally. You cannot try and even help yourself. Yeah. So yeah, sorry. Again, no, that's good, it. good. <laughs> <And> Also, <laughs> what's really important about this to remember yeah. too is there are 1.3 million Americans in conservatorships. This is not just a Britney Spears issue. And uh, certain, exactly. a lot of people estimate that there are thousands in abusive situations. And I've seen some, like for instance, Michelle Nichols, um, the original Star Trek woman, Uh, Her best friend is constantly advocating for her to be able to be released from her conservatorship. Like it's, she can't even die in the place she wants to die. She, that's all she wants is to die in her house and they ripped her from her home and she can't see people. So these people aren't even allowed to see their loved ones. So here's the unfortunate thing. The, The reason why, and this is why I've been really fired up recently, because they're trying to change the laws, right? They're trying to change the laws, but the latest act in Congress was like, the Free Britney Act, quote unquote, what they're saying, does nothing to free her at all. All it does is add $260 million in funding for state-appointed conservators. So instead of your family member coming in, you get to have a state person come in and control what you do. And guess how much money is delegated to each state? Based on how many conservatorships they have. So a state gets more. Okay. It's not a state representative. I know. (laughs) I know. Call your representatives, people. It's like, Oh God, that's infuriating because also like, even I'm assuming that the state is paying for that, which I mean, on one hand prevents, yeah, exactly. But at least on one hand, that's not like, you're not having, it's not coming out of Britney's pocket. Then having control of Britney. Yeah. Like the fact that they are able to not only pay themselves for being her conservatorship and spend the money without any form of checks and balances is insane. So I understand why 
someone was like, yeah. here's the solution. Even though it's not a yeah. solution, it's just like a Band-Aid on like a gaping wound yeah. from a bullet. You know, like it's like, oh, okay. But yeah. unfortunately, it's also, <laughs> no, I feel you, Sorry. girl. I feel you. This is exactly how I felt and this is why I went. Unfortunately, these situations too, it's you're putting in the power of the state. We've already seen the state has passed judgment on her in 15 minutes, whether she's allowed to hire her own attorney and fight them. So, and on top of that, she has these evaluations that she was explaining in her testimony, 12 hour a day evaluations by a doctor that she dropped to her knees when he died. What was he doing to her? She said she mm. sighed a sigh of relief when she found out he died a week before the evaluation. Why did he die a week before the evaluation? Oh, like, these are the people who are involved yeah. in, like, for instance, the lawyers are the people involved in Michael Jackson's case. And Michael Jackson, the reason why mm. they wanted him gone, or whoever possibly may have possibly allegedly wanted him mm. gone, is because he didn't just own Michael Jackson, the trademark, he also owned the Beatles Masters and Eminem's Masters. So he was a walking music industry, like, monopoly. He owned three legends entire catalogs and so unfortunately yeah. under the states of california and most actually most states i believe it is uh, fortunately actually actually maybe unfortunately i don't know um i, I want to hear what you have to say about this i feel like so right now you cannot legally transfer someone's name to yourself mm-hmm. as their trademark you cannot mm-hmm. i cannot own your trademark with your yes, name. that is a. I want to say fairly new, but like my dad is a. Uh, I call him a domain hound. Um, he hoards web domains. There used to be a time where people could buy up domains of people, and this was very popular for people buying porn star names and things like that, and like turning their website into whatever. Like like people could like. I'm just using. I'm trying to think of a name. Let's say John Smith. No, <laughs> one uh, John Smith and I like. Oh, let's say John Smith is running for Congress, yeah. and I turn his website into like a porn website, you know, like it's to prevent things yeah. like that essentially and profiting off of other people's names and likeness and things like yes, that. But yeah. So, so that's essentially unfortunately, why. Unfortunately they can't do that while Brittany's mm-hmm. alive. So unfortunately if she's not working, that's how they're making their money. I'm just hoping she's in a safe location. Yeah. I'm literally, I'm ready to get the swords and we're going to go to the store. <laughs> we're going to get her out. You know, storm raid area 51. We're going to raid whatever compound Brittany is locked in. We're going to get her out. We're going to get her to her kids. It's going to be great. Okay. We're going to free Brittany. Oh, girl. It's just like a thousand oaks on a gigantic house property. Let's go. But she also kind of like disappeared for a hot second. And like, remember she went on vacation. Okay. Yeah. So I think what we need to do is we need to get Brittany to the Olympics, okay? And Brittany can do what a lot of Olympians are doing, and they're seeking asylum in Tokyo, okay? So, like, let's do that with Brittany, and we just get – yeah, can, can we Literally, try that? Can we try- would that even work? I have no idea. I don't even know if that would work. Okay, so what's incredible is – If we could get her to seek asylum. This entire time – so it's been 13 years at this point. I was – let's see. Yeah. I was – Freshly seven years old when she got put in the conservatorship. I was seven years old when she was conserved, second grade. Ne- until now. I think about how much I've changed as a seven-year-old. You know, I'm 20 now. Like, that's wild. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's insane. Like, I was doing such different yeah. things. And so, like, to know that she, for that time, has not been able to control as much as what she eats. She's not allowed to have caffeine. They don't allow her coffee. They don't allow yeah. her sugar. They don't allow her any. They don't allow her alcohol. They don't allow her marijuana. She said the only thing is that she gets, she said she gets contact high from Jamie Lynn and that's, 
I was like, damn, that's all she's good for is a contact tie. Damn. Um, but yeah, no. So that happens. So basically all these people are taking conservatorship over her. So now the conservatorship's put in place, right? In 2008, it's not permanent yet. It was technically, they knew it would be permanent, but it's temper. It's temporary conservatorship. Those are the documents that were filed. But then during 2008, they immediately, one month after, she's on How I Met Your Mother. So they throw her right back into work. After being 51-50 on a gurney on national television, they throw her back into work to work with that one guy. What, what's his name? Neil Patrick Harris. That is their gay guy type five. Um, and then on top of that, she like, oh my God. <laughs> I have the types, you know, Mr. Struggle, as someone would say, Mr. Cody Crow. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you know, Mr. Struggle. He's Mr. Struggle of the. I know exactly. What you're about. I just it got me so on guard. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he, like he's like his chest is shaved. You know what I mean? Like that's what we're talking about here. And so, like, <laughs> she was. She had that part, and immediately Larry Rudolph starts shopping around a docu. Allegedly, starts shopping around a documentary to MTV, and that's where we get for the record. So. On top of that, she was kind of controlled to the point of no end at that point. Like, she couldn't do interviews without having a team of people in the room. And Carson Daly even alleged that he had to send the entire, all the footage to them beforehand and show them before he did anything. She was not allowed to do live interviews, still is not allowed to. Um, So we had not heard from Britney for anything. And so 2008 comes around and For the Record comes out and she's, have you seen For the Record? I don't think so. If I have, it's been Highly years. Encouraged. Like it's, it's been years. Okay. Do you know? Okay. Just for the record. Do you know where it's, it's available? It's scrubbed. Completely. Or is it just like so MTV blocked Ooh. Deep Dive Part 2 before it came out. Blocked automatically. Not even claimed. If you upload a For the Record clip, it will be blocked Ooh. on YouTube because they are trying to hide that. Who's in charge of distribution? Let's ask ourselves that. Yes. Um, side note, if you find the link, I will tweet it. Um, we will we will do like what we did with the uh, area park for 32 Park Avenue, whatever, with that uh, secret hidden movie clip. We'll do that. OK, we will get this. Literally, just use ExpressVPN. Use my code. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but like for real on uh, Reddit, <laughs> that one, um, Reddit usually has it. But it's a full hour of her talking about the release of Circus. And about, it's in between 2007 and 2008, and she talks about the conservatorship. The conservatorship's guard, I think, was kind of down. I think they were still getting their footing with how they were controlling her. And so she's with this guy alone. Seeing, like, what, like, what can we control? Yeah, Yeah. and so she wasn't, those are the interviews where she's saying, you know, I feel like no one's listening to me. And she says, you know, I feel like when someone does something wrong, they are punished. And then that's that you get, you get your justice. But she said she feels like she's being punished for a long time. And she even said like, at least like when you're in prison, you know, when you'll get out because this is, there's no foreseeable future for her with her children. She just had children and they're just pushing her through this round after round. So you see in that video, it's around circus time. And you, I just see like, you see a very, very worn down Britney Spears who's still like trekking through it but like she's an autopilot like very clearly like she has a lot going on she cannot they one completely changed everything about her dyed her hair blonde she went brunette for blackout she literally the original give me more video was supposed to like have her killing blonde Britney and she's supposed to be performing at her funeral and that footage exists somewhere Ooh. that's why it was so they cut up well, oh, one that'd clip. be badass they only used one yeah. yeah it was a gag 
oh, how. God. Um, and so oh, there was God. like this full, she did not want that. There, all these things are things she didn't want to do. Circus yeah. is a completely controlled era. It turned out really good, really good. And she yeah. is still- Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's, the, that's what's infuriating too, because like, I, I feel like, like on one hand, I want to commend the art that she made in this time, but also it's like, I feel bad because it was under duress. And it's like, unfortunately in 2008, she was successfully trafficked, you know? So it's like, and I hate to say successfully trafficked. That is a shocking term, but she was, they trafficked her successfully. They got her under the radar through the court system. That's what's scary is this was through the court system. And so it's like, I like, for one, I, after hearing the testimony, I've not been able to listen to anything past 2008 because it just feels like a product of trafficking. Like I love it. And it's such great art and it's so amazing, but like, it is so, I've always had a very emotional tie to her music and events in my life. But now I just like specifically Femme Fatale in like 2011 and we'll get there in a second. But like, it is, ooh, okay. it is also that one's Dr. Luke produced too. So it's already like got that Dr. Puke stain on it. So it's like, well, ugh. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. No, so 2008, she doesn't have any freedoms. And then for the record, she's saying she is like, literally, that's why everyone said, I feel like one of those news clips, she is crying out for help for people to like literally please. Like, and then she's pushed right onto the circus tour that they tell her after she finishes, she can have her kids back and get out of the conservatorship. That's what they told her. And yeah. So, so she now has like a perceived benchmark yes. or an end date where she's like, okay, great. Yeah. I just need to get through this. And then it's like, they just keep moving the, the yes. finish line even if, if, but it's like, it's also getting thinner and thinner because there really isn't yeah. one. And it's, and again, <laughs> I'm like, we're going to go. I know <laughs> literally. Cause that's what the worst part is, is think about this. All of this was happening 12 years ago. And so then Brittany goes dark. 2009 she's on the circus tour she's practicing there was supposed to be a full blackout tour that got canceled i'm so sad that that blackout tour got canceled that would have been so good but circus was that big because they were promoting two albums rca had to recoup their costs so it was like a big you know what i mean like they didn't tour blackout so circus Mm -hmm. was bigger because there was more promotion she only did one interview for the entirety of blackout she's like it was very like her fuck this attitude and that's why the album is the best it is like rock starny like she got to produce like the best album of her existence before she went under this conservatorship like she got her yayas out and then it was like so she was like i'm a rock star and then they kind of actually owed her right back into the see me dancing in the stage that i built you know what i mean which it's really the cage that she's built mm-hmm. so um spotlight yeah. on her shining strong like but that's where we sort of get that full circus 2009 where she is working a hundred shows like that is i mean she's upside down hanging by her ankles under a conservatorship that's supposed to be having her best interests and protecting her like they are throwing her in harnesses across Mm -hmm. the united states like across the world like i don't it's just incredible to me and they she gets extremely skinny she like not saying she wasn't she was already super super skinny but i mean like she gets she was clearly not she wasn't it she wasn't in her best health i guess is probably the no she went immediately down to like complete like her like cheekbones are like popping out like the circus album cover is beautiful and she looks amazing but like she was vigorously working out like there was and on top of that, at, I don't know if it's at this point, but during the conservatorship, she's allotted, I believe it's about $2,000 a week so to spend. So they're spending over $100,000 on just her fitness alone, and she can't even go to Starbucks to spend her own money without asking someone to go and pay for it for her. Yeah. So it's like, and she's making all these people's money and paying this team of people to surround her. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it's, it's like she's being 
Oh, God. Happened. It's like she really... Uh, so okay. then 2011, 2010 comes around, the conservatorship's made permanent, and allegedly they are getting rid of a bunch of assets that they have to mark down. And, and BJ recently discovered this, that's surprise witness, but they were getting rid of allegedly a bunch of assets from the circus tour and saying they were, they had no value. <laughs> it's just like definitely not true. Like I would pay $5,000 for, I would pay $500,000 for a good Britney Spears tour set piece. Like there's going to be some obscure yeah, ass fam that'll buy it for a museum. People will buy that shit. Like that's weird. Yeah. A hundred percent. But they push her right back into recording her Femme Fatale album. Her next one after Circus Tour ends, mm-hmm. they push her right into doing that. And we get kind of a glimpse into the way they intimidate her through Iggy Azalea because Iggy Azalea recently came out and spoke out about Jamie and yes. said he, they served her papers directly before she hit the stage with Britney at the Billboard Awards. As she was, like, literally they said, two minutes before the performance yeah. like, sign this or you're not going on. That's a career moment to perform with Britney Spears. And so, that's what they did with those videos on Instagram, I believe, too. Like, in my theory, I think they were like, hey, if you want to go on this vacation, say you're okay. And so it's right as she's leaving, she doesn't want yeah. to fight them because she's been abused for so long. And she's like, I just can't do this right now. Hello, everyone, I'm doing fine. And she just goes yeah. about her business and doesn't talk to them because they have no emotion. They just need yeah. that singular video. That's all they need. And so unfortunately, they pushed her into 2011. She does the Femme Fatale album. And that is what I consider like the darkest time, unfortunately, because it's like, we don't see any personal like relations from like, we don't see her talking like she was like, that is the moment from circus from for the record to I am femme fatale, the two documentaries. It is like a different person they are putting through this. Like, It is so hard to watch knowing now that they had her on, I don't know if it was at that time, but they've had her on different like drugs in the past, like lithium in 2019 Mm -hmm. or 2020. It is very concerning to me seeing. Lithium is hardcore. Lithium is a hardcore drug. Super hardcore. To be on to kick. Yeah. And so 2011, Femme Fatale comes out and she actually is asking to get out of the conservatorship in 2012. And she, the same week, she asks for the conservatorship, allegedly, through the courts. She asks the court, hey, I'm doing really well, right? That's what we get. Then it's sealed. That's all we see. Hey, I'm doing really well. Sealed. Always. Basically, actually, I don't even think she said I'm doing very well. She said something very generic. And then the judge Mm -hmm. came out and said she approved her for the X Factor, to sign a $15 million contract because that's how they sign as conservators. They have power to sign contracts so they can sign her up for all this stuff. So like they sign, that's why they are Jamie Spears and whoever else is conserving her power of a state. They can choose what she works, how she works. And so they sign this X, they ask the judge to sign this X factor deal, but it's $15 million. The judge is like, I have to check on her and make sure she's okay. She may have been doing okay. I don't know if, how she was doing. I really, there was no medical evaluation, so none of us will know. But uh, then uh, she does the X Factor. She's denied getting out of her own conservatorship, but she is approved to judge people on live, nationally syndicated television. So all the world is like mocking her, yeah. all, mocking her facial expressions, you know, all the gifs from X Factor that are funny or whatever. X Factor. Some of them are iconic. So iconic. But <laughs> Simon Cowell at the end literally makes her react to all her facial expressions. And it's like clearly they said like someone came out on the X Factor and said they literally had to like Britney would collapse of exhaustion on the show and they had to stop. So Simon Cowell is the executive producer of X Factor putting together this compilation of yeah. Britney Spears acting so funny and makes her react to it live. It was like a live smack cam. Like it was like she got slimed. 
What is this ridiculousness? Lit- literally, <laughs> literally, oh it feels like that. So, like, what? This is like some MTV bullshit. Like, what the hell? And it is because Viacom literally profited off of her downfall, her rise, her downfall, her rise, her downfall again, and her rise. And now is still doing it. Viacom has been the people. MTV. Why are all these news channels the yeah. same people reporting on all this stuff? They literally MTV was in charge of finding a choreographer yeah. for her performance. They were. It was her manager. Working with MTV, yeah. Chris Angel had the full 2007 VMAs choreographed and they yanked it out from under her five days beforehand. So whenever she's dancing or whatever yeah. and getting her life, MTV's the same people who broadcast that, right? They're guests, they're talent. Then same corporation yeah. controls who talks shit on it, who reports on it, who's completely ripping her to shreds. Mm-hmm. Same corporation then says, oh, she's ripped to shreds enough. Let's build her up through a documentary. Okay, let's release this album. Okay, now let's tear her down again. And then, oh, she's having another comeback. To, like, it's like they profit off of the fall, the rise, the fall, the rise. But the only time they profit is if it's going on. So if she wasn't doing well, it'd be like, oh, the fall, it's the rise. Like, it was very unfortunate, the narratives that they were giving her, and they were false. So we get to 2013, and she's told that she does this residency, right? This Vegas residency. The residency is contingent on the conservatorship staying in place. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. It said the contract says that as long as she's under conservatorship, then she Yes, so allegedly, and this is in the con the contract was leaked. Her piece of me contract was allegedly leaked. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the free Britney movement, like we are always threatened and like it feels very like ah. Um but uh in that contract yeah. it was contingent because if she if she she wasn't the one who really signed it. People signed it on behalf of her and she's the yeah. talent. So I think, but like also- Do we know if there's ever been any cases? Because I think the most insidious part of most of this is that so much of it is legal. And that's what's so upsetting yeah. is like that fact that any of this, like, because you hear some of the stuff, like half of what you're saying, if not all of it, like I'm like, this has yeah. to be illegal. But because of the route they're doing it, like sure there's shady practices, there's yeah. shenanigans happening. But it is legal, unfortunately. But do we know if there were ever an instance where they did forge her signature or anything like that? So technically, it's their signature. They're signing on behalf of her. Um, And I don't really, we don't know any instances of that. Like, there's no proof, like nothing of that. Me and Jake talked about the Free Britney movement and covered so much stuff that we could fill up, probably, arguably, three episodes worth of Swell Shenanigans. So this episode is actually going to be the very first two-parter episode and the next part will be out in the next few days but first for the end of this episode i wanted to thank jake once again for coming on thank you so much much. for coming on all of jake's stuff (laughs) all of jake's stuff will be linked down below everything uh is there yes all of that 